to episode 125 of the Marvel Studios News Podcast. My name is Sean Gerber, and I am joined, as always, by Paul Herman. Paul, how you doing? I know this is a special day for you because it's yes. a Spider-Man trailer day. Yes, yes. Very, very exciting. It's a new trailer for Spider-Man and Sony, which, by the way, I will make a very... Uh, in the trailer itself, there is a, there's an obvious un-Disney thing about it, mm. and... We'll we'll talk about that in a second, but it's it, it was it kind of shot out to me like oh this is obviously Sony not Disney, is but we'll a, talk about that in a second. In terms of spoilers, or just in terms of the words oh, used, everything words oh, yeah. used, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I know uh, you're, I know yeah. you're getting at there, yeah. But I mean, it was obvious, right? Oh yeah. So, uh, but anyway, we are going to be talking about the <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, the latest trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. So like that trailer, this show will include spoilers for Avengers Endgame. We already did our spoiler review. It was four hours, and so hopefully, or almost four hours. Sorry for slacking. We didn't quite get to four. Uh, But thank you so much for all of you who responded to that. It's been a great response to that episode. A lot of you have listened to it, so thanks so much for that. And thanks for coming back if you're hearing this. That means you must have come back, Uh, so you enjoyed it well enough. But anyway, uh, I know we talked about doing shows uh, discussing the ramifications of Avengers Endgame All of that stuff is still going to happen. Some of that will inevitably come up in this show. Uh, But, of course, a brand-new Marvel Studios trailer takes precedent over all else, so that's why we're going to go ahead and talk about the new Far From Home trailer. And so, again, one last spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Endgame, then please don't listen to the rest of the show, but I'm guessing that you already have. So this is probably the last time we give a spoiler warning on uh, on any of our episodes here. So, Paul, let's go ahead and let's dive into this trailer discussion. So it started becoming pretty obvious, or word started going around last week, especially towards the tail end of last week, that this was going to be a pretty spoilery trailer as it relates to Endgame. We can also talk about how spoilery it is related to Far From Home, but this was going to cover (laughs) Endgame spoiler territory. I think all of this was very well-timed and very well-marketed, even though it's Sony marketing this film. We know there's some cooperation, some back and forth with Marvel Studios. Obviously, there's a partnership here. There's collaboration. So it's no coincidence that Joe Russo and Anthony Russo go on Good Morning America, an ABC show, a Disney-owned network, last week and say, hey, the spoiler ban lifts on Monday, and that also just so happens to be the day this Far From Home trailer is going to drop. So we knew kind of what we were in for as far as spoilers being a part of this. And I have to say, without getting into all the specific stuff that we'll get into as we go on here, I actually like the way this trailer seems to be handling, and this film seems to be handling the ramifications of Avengers Endgame, both in terms of the effect of Tony's death on Peter Parker and seemingly the rest of the world here in the MCU, as well as the larger implications of the MCU multiverse, which I'm sure we will get into. But what were your thoughts when you just, at first glance of seeing this trailer? Well, first of all, I'd like to complain a little bit, not about the trailer, but about the fact that we get trailers on Mondays in the morning, (laughs) and I can't really, I don't want to watch a trailer the first thing on my phone. I'd rather see a trailer on my nice you know, 4K TV, the, the highest quality that I can get, as that's not in a theater. And so I, I understand why people are, or people, I don't say people or studios, I should say studios put out trailers on Mondays because obviously it's, it's the beginning of the week. You want everyone to be focused in on your product, et cetera. If you do it on the weekend, you know, people are going to be going out. They're not going to all sit at the water cooler and talk about the new Spider-Man trailer, Avengers trailer, whatever. I, I get it. Right. I get it. But it's just really annoying to me because I'm sitting here and I'm driving and I, I all, you know, and I stop, like I look and it's like I see uh, Marvel News, Mar- Marvel Newscast, Sean, uh, talking about this trailer. And I'm like, oh, God dang it. I, I don't want to sit on my phone. So I just see it on my work computer, which isn't great either. So I just want to complain for a second that I hate <laughs> seeing a trailer on, you know, have to see it on the on a very I'm so used, I don't know. I mean, I'm so used to these weekday crack of dawn trailer drops because disney does them all the time exactly. so you know sony taking a page from that I, i'm used to it at this point um but i i get it especially for the timing of this trailer like you kind of needed to drop it you didn't want to drop it too close to endgame because obviously mm. it was going to be very heavy on spoilers for endgame but at the same time you need to ride the wave a little bit and so after the second weekend it makes sense 
Most people who have any intention of seeing this movie have seen it, or at least anybody who has an intention of seeing Endgame and is worried about spoilers and goes to places where they might see spoilers. Most of that crowd, the vast majority of them, will have seen the film, and you want to capitalize on that momentum while the world is still talking about Endgame. Because, I, well, I still expect a lot of the world to be talking about Endgame beyond this week, you are starting to get into the rest of the summer release schedule starting this weekend with Detective Pikachu. Not that I care about Pokemon, but a lot of people do, and so that could be mm -hmm. a hit film. You have John Wick 3 next week. You have a lot of different things coming up. So this is kind of the perfect... I think this is the ideal time to drop a Spider-Man Far, uh, Spider Far From Home trailer. Maybe not the ideal time for your viewing purposes, <laughs> but, exactly. but I do yes. think from the studio's perspective, this was the perfect day to drop the trailer. No, no, I, I want to say that it is, but for me, it's it just sucks because I don't want to see it on my phone or on my work computer. Yeah. But I also can't wait because I knew we we're probably going to do a show today. And I also don't want to just wait and everyone do screen grabs. And that's how I discover the trailer. So I have no choice. I just I just want to complain. All right. I just want to complain. So <laughs> right. uh, anyway, so as far as the trailer goes, this, I, I said on Twitter that this is a very – there's a lot of chew. There's a lot of stuff to chew on in this trailer. Absolutely. And, and it's, I don't even know where to start. So I'll just kind of go kind of broad and just kind of say my overview of, of what I, what I'm thinking about the trailer. I, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm very torn on this trailer because it's not a bad trailer. I think it was very entertaining. It's very fun, but here's my criticism. It's, I just I just don't know how I'm I'm dealing with this new Spider-Man and the MCU Spider-Man. And every time I get a little nervous about it, I accept it. But there's a couple moments in here that just it, it gets me. I don't know. It, it rubs me the wrong way. And we talked about in the last trailer too. And part of that is just this is a very different Spider-Man. And I and I have, and people will know when you listen to these last episodes of me and regarding Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, it. There was some hesitancy. There was some hesitancy here or there, but I came around to a lot of these things, and I definitely am pro the MCU version of Spider-Man. Now that being said, there's a couple things in this trailer that made me go, eh, but there's a lot of things in this trailer that made, made me go, yes. So I'm just kind of torn on how I'm supposed to kind of think because there's the there's the longtime Spider-Man aspect that's in me that I love um, that, that makes me go, uh, I don't know about this. And there's a lot of things in this trailer that made me go, I love this as, as a Spider-Man fan. So I'm very torn on a lot of different things, but I will say that right off the bat, I love Mysterio. Like I love the way he looks. He looks incredible. Oh, perfect. Right. Perfect. Yeah. You, you couldn't ask for a better design. Ryan Minerding, who I'm sure is the one who designed that head of visual development at Marvel studios, um, you know, at, at the concept stage, and then I'm not sure off the top of my head who the costume designer is on, on this film for the more practical side of it, actually making a suit for Jake Gyllenhaal to wear. But the look, I mean, the fishbowl is there, the green suit, the purple cape. I mean, you really couldn't ask for anything else unless you want an absolutely 100% literal translation of the comics, which you're never going to get on the big screen because uh, you have to do certain things to actually make sure a human being can wear it and that it will look good on screen. Uh, but you couldn't ask. This is as faithful of a comic book character design as I think we've seen. And obviously the MCU already has a good track record when it comes to that. And this is another shining example of it. Yeah. And I think that, again, one of the many, many things that the MCU does right is that they know when to kind of go a different direction and they know when to kind of go stay in that same direction as the comic books. And the vulture is a great example of that. No one complained about the look of the vulture. They knew they had to expand on the character. They made him way cooler. They updated him, And now I think Marvel needs to go in and make that from the homecoming costume into the new 616 costume at some point, or at least kind of adapt that. Now, with Mysterio, they knew that this is a very, you know, this character is iconic and they need to keep him very authentic. And they did. And he looks incredible. I, I just, I, I love it. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor and I, I can't wait to see what he does with the character and everything. So I, I'm all about it. But uh, I guess for me is where, where I just, I'll be honest right off the bat, Sean, that it makes me kind of nervous is the fact that. Spider-Man is 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 really 
adamant about going on vacation and they play off the whole idea of him ghosting Nick Fury for laughs, which again is funny, but it's so, it's so obvious that they're trying to, you know, Peter is doing this, but I just I have a hard time at this point in, in, in my Spider-Man fandom. And again, for me and knowing the character as much as I do and how much I love the character, it's hard for me to swallow that. Now, in the context of just a trailer, I want to make that very clear. Maybe in the film it's going to be different because he did he did just come back to from life to life from a five year absence. I mean, and- I think this is the most understandable time that you could have for Peter Parker to want a little bit of a break. And yes. it's also clear in the trailer that it's not like he immediately took a break. He's there right. stopping a crime you know, giving the cops a bit of a hard time that he's doing their job for them and whatever, but then, you know, gives them their respect and then says, hey, I'm going on vacation or whatever. So mm-hmm. I don't have, you know, just like when he was going to leave the suit behind and then we found out in the international trailer that Aunt May packs the suit in his suitcase. But, like, I don't mind that Peter Parker was looking at, uh, was going to take a, a little bit of a break. And I don't even mind the ghosting Nick Fury bit. Peter Parker doesn't know Nick Fury. So for... You know, it's not like Peter Parker has... That's a good point, yeah. You know, he doesn't know this guy yet. How could he be sure about Nick Fury and and whatever else? Like, I understand Peter Parker being like, "Mm, I don't know if that's me. Um, I might still be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but I don't know if I'm ready to go be one of Nick Fury's spies. Like, that's not my, you know... Even Cap had his own reservations about working with Fury. Granted, he still did it, but I can understand. (laughs) I can understand why Peter Parker, maybe his reservations would be enough to be like, "Mm, I'm not so sure about this. And of course... He's going through he's going through a very serious grieving process. Tony meant a lot to him, and mm-hmm. so we see that uh, impacting him emotionally in this trailer. So all of those things, I think, make sense to me. And obviously, it's not like Peter is going to refuse the call in this film. He might say, I want a little bit of a break, but ultimately when Nick Fury says, look, we need you, period, we don't. We can't get Thor. Captain Marvel's not available. Also, Peter Parker may be the first person to actually say the words Captain Marvel in a Marvel film. He's the first one to say in this trailer. Uh, So that's cool. But it's like there's nobody else around who can do this. You're here. You're capable. Uh, We want you to do it. And clearly, Peter answers the call. So for him to have a little bit of a period of feeling like he wants a break and having some reservations about it, I think it's totally understandable. It's not like Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be literally just Peter's European vacation and he's not going to be Spider-Man. European vacation. I like that. That's a deep cut. Um, no, if you if you know, you know, have you seen European vacation? I'm, yeah. assu- I'm assuming you have. Of course. Okay. I mean, but, I'm, yeah. I don't know if all of our audience has seen it. I'm guessing a lot of them have, and some probably haven't. Yeah. But it's well, fifty fifty, maybe forty sixty. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like that. That actually makes me feel better, Sean, because that's a good point. Because he also doesn't know why Nick Fury's calling either. He can, right. for all, you know, he knows Nick Fury could be calling him, going, "Are you, you know, hey." I need you. Uh, are you interested in joining us? Like he doesn't know exactly why. Yeah. I didn't think of it like that. I'm going in because I know, obviously, he has a, a plan. You know, an idea of what he wants yeah. to do for him, or a plan, or or whatever, or mission. Excuse me. I'm yeah. Words. But not everybody but, loves Nick Fury. We've already kind of established that in the right, MCU, right. and 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 a lot of people are kind of intimidated by Fury. So I could totally get Peter Parker not just like immediately being like, "Oh, Nick Fury's calling. Cool. Let me get that." Yeah, and that's a great point. So I guess from that standpoint, that's not so bad. And I, I will say that you're right, that he does do the right thing in the end. It just feels, again, from the the old comic book purist of me, which, again, I'm not saying is the right thing to do, because if, if you look at Spider-Verse, the Peter, Peter B. Parker was totally, you know, not the same character that he, you know, that, he, right. that I grew up reading either. So there, I want to make that very clear. I don't, it doesn't have to be verbatim. There's just certain things about Spider-Man that, again, that Peter B. Parker does. He tries to walk away and he ends up, he can't, he just, he, he fights it. And then he goes in, you know, he goes to it eventually. I just don't know if a young Peter Parker would, should be able to do that. But at the same time, when you, when you explain it to like that, that's not so bad. So there is there is that aspect that I'm like, okay, that I was a little apprehensive of. I feel a little better now. The Iron Man angle that we, we get in this, again, for me, I, I don't mind. And, then, and that's mm-hmm. going to be debated all, about, about a lot of people are going to be debating that and saying, well, this is Iron Man Jr. and all this stuff, which is a very common occurrence. And for me, I've been very pro the relationship of Iron Man and Spider-Man in the MCU. I think that this is a great – again, this is more of the reason why you do that because he does have – he obviously has the Uncle Ben. He's missing that. 
Like that's the that's the reason Spider-Man exists in the first place. Iron Man is just an extension of that, that as being the further hero, superhero that he is. And I like the idea that they're planting seeds that, at least for me, I mean, I'm curious what you think, Sean. I think they're planting seeds that Spider-Man may have a bigger role in the MCU than maybe we were anticipating. And maybe this is kind of where uh, the end game success and the far from home and homecoming success will come into play and in how Spider-Man's role in the MCU goes in the future with Sony. But to be honest, it feels like they're teasing that. They're not just going to be teasing, you know, are you, you know, in the trailer itself, they say, are you know, are you the next Iron Man? Are you, are you going to be Iron Man? Are you going to follow in his footsteps? I mean, obviously I'm paraphrasing, but there is, a, there's a sense to me that maybe Marvel is trying to explain that, Here's maybe Spider-Man is in the MCU for, for the long haul if they're saying things like the, you know, being the new Iron Man. And there's a lot. My mind started going instantly into a lot of different directions that it made me go, OK, I can accept this. And maybe they're going to address the elephant in the room for a lot of Spider-Man fans as far as Iron Man, the whole Iron Man Jr. thing. Again, I don't prescribe to that notion, but to address that. I'm wondering if Marvel just may have, you know, they're teasing this idea that he is going to be the next Tony Stark because it kind of teased that in the comic books, right? There's that well, whole... I, yeah, I think there's a lot Tony of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love this whole, you know, next Iron Man angle. And I know some people are... I've seen some of the stuff of, well, why is it still about Iron Man and Peter's life? Well, it kind of has to be a little bit about Iron Man right now because Iron Man just died. And, and so right. w with how much he meant to Peter, it would not be... It would not be right for Peter to be unaffected by this, and it would not be right to even address the idea of, you know, who's going to take Iron Man's place. And I don't take this as literally as some people are taking it. I don't think the question in this film is whether Peter Parker is going to stop being Spider-Man and assume the identity of Iron Man. I think it's just, it's figurative, you know, it's metaphorical. Like, it, it's, is Peter going to take the place of Iron Man in terms of being the world's most popular superhero? Do you want an absolutely 100% literal translation of the comics, which you're never going to get on the big screen because uh, you have to do certain things to actually make sure a human being can wear it and that it will look good on screen. Uh, but you couldn't ask... This is as faithful of a comic book character design as I think we've seen. And obviously the MCU already has a good track record when it comes to that, and this is another shining example of it. Yeah, and I think that, again, one of the many, many things that the MCU does right is that they know when to kind of go a different direction and they know when to kind of go stay in that same direction as the comic books. And the Vulture is a great example of that no one complained about the look of the Vulture. They knew they had to expand on the character. They made him way cooler. They updated him. And now I think Marvel needs to go in and make that from the homecoming costume into the new 616 costume at some point, or at least kind of adapt that. Now, with Mysterio, they knew that this is a very, you know, this character is iconic and they need to keep him very authentic. And they did. And he looks incredible. I, I just, I, I love it. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor and I, I can't wait to see what he does with the character and everything. So I, I'm all about it. But uh, I guess for me is where, where I just, I'll be honest right off the bat, Sean, that it makes me kind of nervous is the fact that, Spider-Man is, is, is really adamant about going on vacation and they play off the whole idea of him ghosting Nick Fury for laughs, which again is funny, but it's so, it's so obvious that they're trying to, you know, Peter is doing this, but I just, I have a hard time at this point in, in, in my Spider-Man fandom. And again, for me and knowing the character as much as I do and how much I love the character, it's hard for me to swallow that. Now, in the context of just a trailer, I want to make that very clear. Maybe in the film it's going to be different because he did he did just come back to, from life, to life from a five-year absence. I and mean, I think this is the most understandable time that you could have for Peter Parker to want a little bit of a break. And yes. it's also clear in the trailer that it's not like he immediately took a break. He's there right. stopping a crime you know, giving the cops a bit of a hard time that he's doing their job for him and whatever, but then, you know, gives them their respect and then says, hey, I'm going on vacation or whatever. So I don't have, you know, just like when he was going to leave the suit behind and then we found out in the international trailer that Aunt May packs the suit in his suitcase. But, like, I don't mind that Peter Parker was looking at 
uh, was going to take a, a little bit of a break. And I don't even mind the ghosting Nick Fury bit. Peter Parker doesn't know Nick Fury. So for, you know, it's not like Peter Parker That's has... That's a good point, yeah. You know, he doesn't know this guy yet. He, how could he be sure about Nick Fury and, and whatever else? Like, I understand Peter Parker being like, mm, I don't know if that's me. Um, I might still be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but I don't know if I'm ready to go be one of Nick Fury's spies. Like, that's not my, you know... Even Cap had his own reservations about working with Fury. Granted, he still did it, but I can understand. <laughs> I can understand why Peter Parker, maybe his reservations would be enough to be like, hmm, I'm not so sure about this. And of course... He's going through he's going through a very serious grieving process. Tony meant a lot to him, and mm-hmm. so we see that uh, impacting him emotionally in this trailer. So all of those things, I think, make sense to me. And obviously, it's not like Peter is going to refuse the call in this film. He might say, I want a little bit of a break, but ultimately when Nick Fury says, look, we need you, period, we don't. We can't get Thor. Captain Marvel's not available. Also, Peter Parker may be the first person to actually say the words Captain Marvel in a Marvel film. He's the first one to say in this trailer. Uh, So that's cool. But it's like there's nobody else around who can do this. You're here. You're capable. Uh, We want you to do it. And clearly, Peter answers the call. So for him to have a little bit of a period of feeling like he wants a break and having some reservations about it, I think it's totally understandable. It's not like Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be literally just Peter's European vacation and he's not going to be Spider-Man. European vacation. I like that. That's a deep cut. Um, no, if you if you know, you know, have you seen European vacation? I'm, yeah. assu- I'm assuming you have. Of course. Okay. I mean, but, I'm, yeah. I don't know if all of our audience has seen it. I'm guessing a lot of them have, and some probably haven't. Yeah. But it's well, 50-50, maybe 40-60. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like that. That actually makes me feel better, Sean, because that's a good point. Because he also doesn't know why Nick Fury is calling either. He can right. all, You know, he knows Nick Fury could be calling him, going, "Are you? You know, hey." I need you. Uh, are you interested in joining us? Like he doesn't know exactly why. Yeah. I didn't think of it like that. I'm going in because I know, obviously, he has a, a plan. You know, an idea of what he wants yeah. to do for him, or a plan, or or whatever, or mission. Excuse me. I'm yeah. To words. But not everybody but, loves Nick Fury. We've already kind of established that in the right, MCU, right. and 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 a lot of people are kind of intimidated by Fury. So I could totally get Peter Parker not just like immediately being like, "Oh, Nick Fury's calling. Cool. Let me get that." Yeah, and that's a great point. So I guess from that standpoint, that's not so bad. And I, I will say that you're right, that he does do the right thing in the end. It just feels, again, from the the old comic book purist of me, which, again, I'm not saying is the right thing to do, because if, if you look at Spider-Verse, the Peter, Peter B. Parker was totally, you know, not the same character that he, you know, that, he, right. that I grew up reading either. So. There, I want to make that very clear. I don't, it doesn't have to be verbatim. There's just certain things about Spider-Man that, again, that Peter B. Parker does. He tries to walk away, and he ends up he can't. He just he, he fights it, and then he goes in. You know, he goes to it eventually. I just don't know if a young Peter Parker would should be able to do that. But at the same time, what you when you explain it to like that, that's not so bad. So there is there is that aspect that I'm like, okay, that I was a little apprehensive of. I feel a little better now. The Iron Man angle that we we get in this, again, for me, I, I don't mind. And then mm-hmm. that's going to be debated all about, about a lot of people are going to be debating that and saying, well, this is Iron Man Jr. and all this stuff, which is a very common occurrence. And for me, I've been very pro the relationship of Iron Man and Spider-Man in the MCU. I think that this is a great – again, this is more of the reason why you do that because he does have – he obviously has the Uncle Ben. He's missing that. Like that's the that's the reason Spider Man exists in the first place. Iron Man is just an extension of that. That as being the further hero, superhero that he is. And I like the idea that they're planting seeds. That at least for me, I and mean, I'm curious what you think, Sean. I think they're planting seeds that Spider Man may have a bigger role in the MCU than maybe we were anticipating. And maybe this is kind of where. Uh, the end game success and the far from home and homecoming success will come into play and in how Spider-Man's role in the MCU goes in the future with Sony. But to be honest, it feels like they're teasing that they're not just going to be teasing, you know, are you, you know, in the trailer itself, they say, are you know, are you the next Iron Man? Are you, are you going to be Iron Man? Are you going to follow in his footsteps? I mean, obviously I'm paraphrasing, but there is, this, there's a sense to me that maybe Marvel is trying to explain that, Here's maybe Spider-Man is in the MCU for, for the long haul if they're saying things like the, you know, being the new Iron Man. And there's a lot. And my mind started going instantly into a lot of different directions that it made me go, OK, 
I can accept this. And maybe they're going to address the elephant in the room for a lot of Spider-Man fans as far as Iron Man, the whole Iron Man Jr. thing. Again, I don't prescribe to that notion, but to address that, I'm wondering if Marvel just may have, you know, they're teasing this idea that he is going to be the next Tony Stark because they kind of tease that in the comic books, right? There's that well, whole... I, yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love this whole, you know, next Iron Man angle. And I know some people are... I've seen some of the stuff of, well, why is it still about Iron Man and Peter's life? Well, it kind of has to be a little bit about Iron Man right now because Iron Man just died. And and so right. w- with how much he meant to Peter, it would not be... It would not be right for Peter to be unaffected by this, and it would not be right to even address the idea of, you know, who's going to take Iron Man's place. And I don't take this as literally as some people are taking it, unless you want an absolutely 100% literal translation of the comics, which you're never going to get on the big screen, because uh, you have to do certain things to actually make sure a human being can wear it and that it will look good on screen. Uh, but you couldn't ask, this is as faithful of a comic book character design as I think we've seen. And obviously the MCU already has a good track record when it comes to that. And this is another shining example of it. Yeah. And I think that again, one of the many, many things that the MCU does right is that they know when to kind of go a different direction and they know when to kind of go stay in that same direction as the comic books. And the vulture is a great example of that. No one complained about the look of the vulture. They knew they had to expand on the character. They made him way cooler. They updated him. And now I think Marvel needs to go in and make that from the homecoming costume into the new 616 costume at some point, or at least kind of adapt that. Now with Mysterio, they knew that this is a very, you know, this character is iconic and they need to keep him very authentic. And they did. And he looks incredible. I, I just I, I love it. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor. And I, I can't wait to see what he does with the character and everything. So I, I'm all about it. But uh, I guess for me is where, where I just I'll be honest right off the bat, Sean, that it makes me kind of nervous is the fact that Spider-Man is, is, is really adamant about going on vacation and they play off the whole idea of him ghosting Nick Fury for laughs, which again is funny, but it's so it's so obvious that they're trying to you know Peter is doing this, but I just I have a hard time at this point in 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 my Spider-Man fandom, and again for me, and knowing the character as much as I do and how much I love the character, it's hard for me to swallow that. Now in the context of just a trailer, I want to make that very clear. Maybe in the film it's going to be different because he did. He did just come back to from life to life from a five year absence. I mean, and- I think this is the most understandable time that you could have for Peter Parker to want a little bit of a break. And yes. it's also clear in the trailer that it's not like he immediately took a break. He's there right. stopping a crime, you know, giving the cops a bit of a hard time that he's doing their job for him and whatever, but then, you know, gives them their respect and then says, Hey, I'm going on vacation or whatever. So I don't have, you know, just like when he was going to leave the suit behind and then we found out in the international trailer that Aunt May packs the suit in his suitcase. But like, I don't mind that Peter Parker was looking at, uh, was going to take a, a little bit of a break. And I don't even mind the ghosting Nick Fury bit. Peter Parker doesn't know Nick Fury. So for, you know, it's not like Peter Parker has, That's a good point. Yeah. you know, he doesn't know this guy yet. He, how could he be sure about Nick Fury and, and whatever else? Like, I understand Peter Parker being like, mm, I don't know if that's me. Um, I might still be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but I don't know if I'm ready to go be one of Nick Fury's spies. Like, that's not my, you know. Even Cap had his own reservations about working with Fury. Granted, he still did it, but I can understand. <laughs> I can understand why Peter Parker, maybe his reservations would be enough to be like, hmm, I'm not so sure about this. And of course, he's going through he's going through a very serious grieving process. Tony meant a lot to him, and mm-hmm. so we see that uh, impacting him emotionally in this trailer. So, all of those things, I think, make sense to me. And obviously, it's not like Peter is going to refuse the call in this film. He might say, I want a little bit of a break. But ultimately, when Nick Fury says, look, we need you, period. We don't, we can't get Thor. Captain Marvel's not available. Also, Peter Parker may be the first person to actually say the words Captain Marvel in a Marvel film. He's the first True. one to say in this yeah. trailer. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. But it's like, there's nobody else around who can do this. You're here. You're capable. Uh, we want you to do it. And clearly, Peter answers the call. So for him to have a little bit of a period of feeling like he wants a break and having some reservations about it, I think it's totally understandable. It's not like Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be literally just Peter's European vacation and he's not going to be Spider-Man. 
<laughs> European vacation. I like that. That's a deep cut. Um, no, if you if you know, you know, have you seen European vacation? I'm, yeah. assu- I'm assuming you have. Of course. Okay. I mean, but, I'm, yeah. I don't know if all of our audience has seen it. I'm guessing a lot of them have, and some probably haven't. Yeah. But it's well, 50, 50, maybe 40, 60. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like that. That actually makes me feel better, Sean, because that's a good point. Because he also doesn't know why Nick Fury's calling either. He can, right. for all, you know, he knows Nick Fury could be calling him, going, "Are you, you know, hey, I need you. Uh, are you interested in joining us?" Like he doesn't know exactly why. Yeah. I didn't think of it like that. I'm going in because I know, obviously, he has a, a plan. You know, an idea of what he wants yeah. to do for him, or a plan, or or whatever, or mission. Excuse me. I'm yeah. Words. But not everybody but, loves Nick Fury. We've already kind of established that in the right, MCU, right. and 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 a lot of people are kind of intimidated by Fury. So I could totally get Peter Parker not just like immediately being like, "Oh, Nick Fury's calling. Cool, let me get that." Yeah, and that's a great point. So I guess from that standpoint, that's not so bad. And I I will say that you're right that he does do the right thing in the end. It just feels again from the the old comic book purist of me, which again I'm not saying is the right thing to do because if, if you look at Spider Verse. The Peter Peter B. Parker was totally, you know, not the same character that he, you know, that he right. that I grew up reading either. So there, I want to make that very clear. I don't. It doesn't have to be verbatim. There's just certain things about Spider-Man that, again, that Peter B. Parker does. He tries to walk away, and he ends up he can't. He just he, he fights it, and then he goes in. You know, he goes to it eventually. I just don't know if a young Peter Parker would should be able to do that. But at the same time, what you when you explain it to like that, that's not so bad. So there is there is that aspect that I'm like, okay, that I was a little apprehensive of. I feel a little better now. The Iron Man angle that we, we get in this, again, for me, I, I don't mind. And, then, and that's mm-hmm. going to be debated all, about, about a lot of people are going to be debating that and saying, well, this is Iron Man Jr. and all this stuff, which is a very common occurrence. And for me, I've been very pro the relationship of Iron Man and Spider-Man in the MCU. I think that this is a great – again, this is more of the reason why you do that because he does have – he obviously has the Uncle Ben. He's missing that. Like that's the that's the reason Spider-Man exists in the first place. Iron Man is just an extension of that, that as being the further hero, superhero that he is. And I like the idea that they're planting seeds that, at least for me – and I'm curious what you think, Sean. I think they're planting seeds that Spider-Man may have a bigger role in the MCU – then maybe we were anticipating, and maybe this is kind of where uh, the end game success and the far from home and homecoming success will come into play, and in how Spider Man's role in the MCU goes in the future with Sony. But to be honest, it feels like they're teasing that. They're not just going to be teasing, you know, are you, you know, in the trailer itself, they say, are you know, are you the next Iron Man? Are you are you going to be Iron Man? Are you going to follow in his footsteps? I mean, obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but. There is a, there's a sense to me that maybe Marvel is trying to explain that here's maybe Spider-Man is in the MCU for, for the long haul if they're saying things like the you know being the new Iron Man and there's a lots and my mind started going instantly into a lot of different directions that it made me go okay I can accept this and maybe they're gonna address the elephant in the room for a lot of Spider-Man fans as far as Iron Man the whole Iron Man Jr. thing. Again, I don't prescribe to that notion, but to address that, I'm wondering if Marvel just may have, you know, they're teasing this idea that he is going to be the next Tony Stark because they kind of tease that in the comic books, right? There's that whole... Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love this whole, you know, next Iron Man angle. And I know some people are... I've seen some of the stuff of, well, why is it still about Iron Man and Peter's life? Well... It kind of has to be a little bit about Iron Man right now because Iron Man just died, and and so right. w- with how much he meant to Peter, it would not be it would not be right for Peter to be unaffected by this, and it would not be right to even address the idea of you know who's going to take Iron Man's place. And I don't take this as literally as some people are taking it. I don't think the question in this film is whether Peter Parker is going to stop being Spider-Man and assume the identity of Iron Man. I think it's just, it's figurative, you know, it's metaphorical. Like it's, is Peter going to take the place of Iron Man in terms of being the world's most popular superhero? Because I think a lot of people mistake our own point of view of the MCU or their own point. You want an absolutely 100% literal translation of the comics, which you're never going to get on the big screen uh, because you have to do certain things to actually make sure a human being can wear it and that it will look good on screen. Uh, But you couldn't ask, this is as faithful of a comic book character design as I think we've seen. And obviously the MCU already has a good track record when it comes to that. And this is another shining example of it. 
Yeah, and I think that, again, one of the many, many things that the MCU does right is that they know when to kind of go a different direction and they know when to kind of go stay in that same direction as the comic books. And the Vulture is a great example of that no one complained about the look of the Vulture. They knew they had to expand on the character. They made him way cooler. They updated him. And now I think Marvel needs to go in and make that from the homecoming costume into the new 616 costume at some point, or at least kind of adapt that. Now with Mysterio, they knew that this is a very, you know, this character is iconic and they need to keep him very authentic. And they did. And he looks incredible. I, I just, I, I love it. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor and I, I can't wait to see what he does with the character and everything. So I, I'm all about it. But, uh, I guess for me is where, where I just, I'll be honest right off the bat, Sean, that it makes me kind of nervous is the fact that Spider-Man is, is, is really adamant about going on vacation and they play off the whole idea of him ghosting Nick Fury for laughs, which again is funny, but it's so, it's so obvious that they're trying to, you know, Peter is doing this, but I just have a hard time at this point in, in, in my Spider-Man fandom. And again, for me, and knowing the character as much as I do and how much I love the character, it's hard for me to swallow that. Now, in the context of just a trailer, I want to make that very clear. Maybe in the film it's going to be different because he did he did just come back to, from life, to life from a five-year absence. I and- mean, I think this is the most understandable time that you could have for Peter Parker to want a little bit of a break. And yes. it's also clear in the trailer that it's not like he immediately took a break. He's there right. stopping a crime you know, giving the cops a bit of a hard time that he's doing their job for him and whatever, but then, you know, gives them their respect and then says, Hey, I'm going on vacation or whatever. So I don't have, you know, just like when he was going to leave the suit behind. And then we found out in the international trailer that Aunt May packs the suit in his suitcase. But like, I don't mind that Peter Parker was looking at, uh, was going to take a, a little bit of a break. And I don't even mind the ghosting Nick Fury bit. Peter Parker doesn't know Nick Fury. So for, you know, it's not like Peter Parker has... That's a good point, yeah. You know, he doesn't know this guy yet. He, how could he be sure about Nick Fury and, and whatever else? Like, I understand Peter Parker being like, mm, I don't know if that's me. Um, I might still be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but I don't know if I'm ready to go be one of Nick Fury's spies. Like, that's not my, you know... Even Cap had his own reservations about working with Fury. Granted, he still did it, but I can understand. I can understand why Peter Parker maybe his reservations would be enough to be like, hmm, I'm not so sure about this. And of course, he's going through he's going through a very serious grieving process. Tony meant a lot to him, and mm-hmm. so we see that uh, impacting him emotionally in this trailer. So all of those things I think make sense to me. And obviously, it's not like Peter is going to refuse the call in this film. He might say, "I want a little bit of a break," but ultimately, when Nick Fury says. Look, we need you. Period. We don't. We can't get Thor. Captain Marvel's not available. Also, Peter Parker may be the first person to actually say the words Captain Marvel in a Marvel film. He's the first True. one to say in this yeah. trailer, uh, yeah. so that's cool. But it's like there's nobody else around who can do this. You're here. You're capable. Uh, we want you to do it. And clearly, Peter answers the call. So for him to have a little bit of a period of feeling like he wants a break and having some reservations about it, I think it's totally understandable. It's not like Spider-Man: Far From Home is going to be literally just Peter's European vacation and he's not going to be Spider-Man European vacation. I like that. That's a deep cut. Um, no, if you, if you know, you know, have you seen European vacation? I'm, yeah. assu- I'm assuming you have, of course. Okay. I mean, but, I'm, yeah, I don't know if all of our audience has seen it. I'm guessing a lot of them have and some probably haven't, yeah. but it's well, 50, 50, maybe 40, 60, but yeah, no, I I'm with you. Like that, that actually makes me feel better, Sean, because that's a good point. Because he also doesn't know why Nick Fury is calling either. He can, right. all, you know, he knows Nick Fury could be calling him, going, "Are you, you know, hey, I need you. Uh, are you interested in joining us?" Like he doesn't know exactly why. Yeah. I didn't think of it like that. I'm going in because I know, obviously, he has a, a plan. You know, an idea of what he wants yeah. to do for him, or a plan, or or whatever, or mission. Excuse me. I'm trying yeah. To Words. But not everybody but, loves Nick Fury. We've already kind of established that in the right, MCU, right. And, and and a lot of people are kind of intimidated by Fury. So I could totally get Peter Parker not just like immediately being like, oh, Nick Fury's calling? Cool. Let me get that. Yeah, and that's a great point. So I guess from that standpoint, that's not so bad. And I, I will say that you're right, that he does do the right thing in the end. It just feels, again, from the the old comic book purist of me, which, again, I'm not saying is the right thing to do, because if, if you look at Spider-Verse, 
the Peter, Peter B. Parker was totally, you know, not the same character that he, you know, that he, right. that I grew up reading either. So there, I want to make that very clear. I don't, it doesn't have to be verbatim. There's just certain things about Spider-Man that again, that Peter B. Parker does, he tries to walk away and he ends up, he can't, he just, he, he fights it. And then he goes in, you know, he goes to it eventually. I just don't know if a young Peter Parker would, should be able to do that. But at the same time, what you, when you explain it to like that, that's not so bad. So there is there is that aspect that I'm like, okay, that I was a little apprehensive of. I feel a little better now. The Iron Man angle that we we get in this, again, for me, I, I don't mind. And then and mm-hmm. that's gonna be debated all about, about a lot of people are gonna be debating that and saying, Well, this is Iron Man Jr. and all this stuff, which is a very common occurrence. And for me, I've been very pro the relationship of Iron Man and Spider-Man in the MCU. I think that this is a great – again, this is more of the reason why you do that because he does have – he obviously has the Uncle Ben. He's missing that. Like that's the that's the reason Spider-Man exists in the first place. Iron Man is just an extension of that, that as being the further hero, superhero that he is. And I like the idea that they're planting seeds that, at least for me I – and mean, I'm curious what you think, Sean. I think they're planting seeds that Spider-Man may have a bigger role in the MCU – then maybe we were anticipating, and maybe this is kind of where uh, the end game success and the far from home and homecoming success will come into play and in how Spider-Man's role in the MCU goes in the future with Sony. But to be honest, it feels like they're teasing that they're not just going to be teasing, you know, are you, you know, in the trailer itself, they say, are you know, are you the next Iron Man? Are you, are you going to be Iron Man? Are you going to follow in his footsteps? I mean, obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but. There is a, there's a sense to me that maybe Marvel is trying to explain that here's maybe Spider-Man is in the MCU f- for the long haul if they're saying things like the you know being the new Iron Man and there's a lot my mind started going instantly into a lot of different directions that it made me go okay I can accept this and maybe they're gonna address the elephant in the room for a lot of Spider-Man fans as far as Iron Man the whole Iron Man Jr. thing. Again, I don't prescribe to that notion, but to address that, I'm wondering if Marvel just may have, you know, they're teasing this idea that he is going to be the next Tony Stark because it kind of teased that in the comic books, right? There's that whole... Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love this whole, you know, next Iron Man angle. And I know some people are... I've seen some of the stuff of, well, why is it still about Iron Man and Peter's life? Well, it kind of has to be a little bit about Iron Man right now because Iron Man just died, and and so right. w- with how much he meant to Peter, it would not be it would not be right for Peter to be unaffected by this, and it would not be right to even address the idea of you know who's going to take Iron Man's place. And I don't take this as literally as some people are taking it. I don't think the question in this film is whether Peter Parker is going to stop being Spider-Man and assume the identity of Iron Man. I think it's just, it's figurative, you know, it's metaphorical. Like it's, is Peter going to take the place of Iron Man in terms of being the world's most popular superhero? Because I think a lot of people mistake our own point of view of the MCU or their own point. You want an absolutely 100% literal translation of the comics, which you're never going to get on the big screen uh, because you have to do certain things to actually make sure a human being can wear it and that it will look good on screen. Uh, But you couldn't ask, this is as faithful of a comic book character design as I think we've seen. And obviously the MCU already has a good track record when it comes to that. And this is another shining example of it. Yeah. And I think that again, one of the many, many things that the MCU does right is that they know when to kind of go a different direction and they know when to kind of go stay in that same direction as the comic books. And the vulture is a great example of that. No one complained about the look of the vulture. They knew they had to expand on the character. They made him way cooler. They updated him. And now I think Marvel needs to go in and make that from the homecoming costume into the new 616 costume at some point, or at least kind of adapt that. Now with Mysterio, they knew that this is a very, you know, this character is iconic and they need to keep him very authentic. And they did. And he looks incredible. I I just, I I love it. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor and I I can't wait to see what he does with the character and everything. So I'm all about it. But uh, I guess for me is where where I just, I'll be honest right off the bat, Sean, that makes me kind of nervous is the fact that, Spider-Man is 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 really adamant about going on vacation 
And they play off the whole idea of him ghosting Nick Fury for laughs, which again is funny, but it's so it's so obvious that they're trying to, you know, Peter is doing this. But I just I have a hard time at this point in 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 my Spider-Man fandom. And again, for me, and knowing the character as much as I do and how much I love the character, it's hard for me to swallow that. Now, in the context of just a trailer, I want to make that very clear. Maybe in the film it's gonna be different because he did he did just come back to from life to life from a five year absence. I mean, and- I think this is the most understandable time that you could have for Peter Parker to want a little bit of a break. And yes. it's also clear in the trailer that it's not like he immediately took a break. He's there right. stopping a crime, you know, giving the cops a bit of a hard time that he's doing their job for him and whatever, but then, you know, gives them their respect and then says, Hey, I'm going on vacation or whatever. So I don't have, you know, just like when he was going to leave the suit behind and then we found out in the international trailer that Aunt May packs the suit in his suitcase. But, like, I don't mind that Peter Parker was looking at, uh, was going to take a, a little bit of a break. And I don't even mind the ghosting Nick Fury bit. Peter Parker doesn't know Nick Fury. So for, you know, it's not like Peter Parker That's has... That's a good point, yeah. You know, he doesn't know this guy yet. He, how could he be sure about Nick Fury and, and whatever else? Like, I understand Peter Parker being like, mm, I don't know if that's me. Um, I might still be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but I don't know if I'm ready to go be one of Nick Fury's spies. Like, that's not my, you know, even Cap had his own reservations about working with Fury. Granted, he still did it, but I can understand. <laughs> I can understand why Peter Parker, maybe his reservations would be enough to be like, hmm, I'm not so sure about this. And of course, he's going through, he's going through a very serious grieving process. Tony meant a lot to him. And mm-hmm. so we see that uh, impacting him emotionally in this trailer. So, all of those things, I think, make sense to me. And obviously, it's not like Peter is going to refuse the call in this film. He might say, I want a little bit of a break. But ultimately, when Nick Fury says, look, we need you, period. We don't, we can't get Thor. Captain Marvel's not available. Also, Peter Parker may be the first person to actually say the words Captain Marvel in a Marvel film. He's the first True. one to say in this yeah. trailer. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. But it's like, there's nobody else around who can do this. You're here. You're capable. Uh, we want you to do it. And clearly, Peter answers the call. So for him to have a little bit of a period of feeling like he wants a break and having some reservations about it, I think it's totally understandable. It's not like Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be literally just Peter's European vacation and he's not going to be Spider-Man. <laughs> European vacation. I like that. That's a deep cut. Um, no, if you if you know. you know, Have you seen European vacation? I'm, yeah. assu- I'm assuming you have. Of course. Okay. I mean, I'm, yeah. I don't know if all of our audience has seen it. I'm guessing a lot of them have, and some probably haven't. Yeah. But it's well, fifty-fifty, maybe forty-sixty. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like that—that that actually makes me feel better, Sean, because that's a good point. Because he also doesn't know why Nick Fury's calling either. He can, right. for all, you know, he knows Nick Fury could be calling him, going, "Are you, you know, hey, I need you. Uh, are you interested in joining us?" Like he doesn't know exactly why. Yeah. I didn't think of it like that. I'm going in because I know. Obviously, he has a, a plan, you know, an idea of what he wants yeah. to do for him or a plan or, or whatever or mission, excuse me. Yeah. But not everybody but, loves Nick Fury. We've already kind of established that in the right, MCU right. And, and, and a lot of people are kind of intimidated by Fury. So I could totally get Peter Parker not just like immediately being like, oh, Nick Fury's calling. Cool. Let me get that. Yeah. And that's a great point. So I guess from that standpoint, that's not so bad. And I, I will say that you're right, that he does do the right thing in the end. It just feels, again, from the the old comic book purist of me, which, again, I'm not saying is the right thing to do, because if, if you look at Spider-Verse, the Peter, Peter B. Parker was totally, you know, not the same character that he, you know, that, he, right. that I grew up reading either. So there, I want to make that very clear. I don't, it doesn't have to be verbatim. There's just certain things about Spider-Man that, again, that Peter B. Parker does. He tries to walk away and he ends up, he can't, he just, he, he fights it. And then he goes in, you know, he goes to it eventually. I just don't know if a young Peter Parker would, should be able to do that. But at the same time, what you, when you explain it to like that, that's not so bad. So there is there is that aspect that I'm like, okay, that I was a little apprehensive of. I feel a little better now. The Iron Man angle that we, we get in this, again, for me, I, I don't mind. And, then, and that's mm-hmm. going to be debated all, about, about a lot of people are going to be debating that and saying, well, this is Iron Man Jr. and all this stuff, which is a very common occurrence. And for me, I've been very pro the relationship of Iron Man and Spider-Man in the MCU. I think that this is a great – again, this is more of the reason why you do that because he does have – he obviously has the Uncle Ben. He's missing that. Like that's the that's the reason Spider-Man exists in the first place. 
Iron Man is just an extension of that, that as being the further hero, superhero that he is. And I like the idea that they're planting seeds that, at least for me, I mean, I'm curious what you think, Sean. I think they're planting seeds that Spider-Man may have a bigger role in the MCU than maybe we were anticipating. And maybe this is kind of where uh, the end game success and the far from home and homecoming success will come into play and in how Spider-Man's role in the MCU goes in the future with Sony. But to be honest, it feels like they're teasing that. They're not just going to be teasing, you know, are you, you know, in the trailer itself, they say, are you know, are you the next Iron Man? Are you, are you going to be Iron Man? Are you going to follow in his footsteps? I mean, obviously I'm paraphrasing, but there is, a, there's a sense to me that maybe Marvel is trying to explain that here's maybe Spider-Man is in the MCU for, for the long haul. If they're saying things like the, you know, being the new Iron Man. And there's a lot, and my mind started going instantly into a lot of different directions that it made me go, okay, I can accept this. And maybe they're going to address the elephant in the room for a lot of Spider-Man fans. As far as Iron Man, the whole Iron Man junior thing. Again, I don't prescribe to that notion, but to address that, I'm wondering if Marvel just may have, you know, they're teasing this idea that he is going to be the next Tony Stark because it kind of teased that in the comic books, right? There's that well, whole... I, yeah, I think there's a lot Tony of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love this whole, you know, next Iron Man angle. And I know some people are... I've seen some of the stuff of, well, why is it still about Iron Man and Peter's life? Well, it kind of has to be a little bit about Iron Man right now because Iron Man just died. And, and so right. w with how much he meant to Peter, it would not be... It would not be right for Peter to be unaffected by this, and it would not be right to even address the idea of, you know, who's going to take Iron Man's place. And I don't take this as literally as some people are taking it. I don't think the question in this film is whether Peter Parker is going to stop being Spider-Man and assume the identity of Iron Man. I think it's just, it's figurative, you know, it's metaphorical. Like, it, it's, is Peter going to take the place of Iron Man in terms of being the world's most popular superhero? Because I think... A lot of people mistake our own point of view of the MCU or their own point. You want an absolutely 100% literal translation of the comics, which you're never going to get on the big screen because uh, you have to do certain things to actually make sure a human being can wear it and that it will look good on screen. Uh, but you couldn't ask. This is as faithful of a comic book character design as I think we've seen. And obviously the MCU already has a good track record when it comes to that. And this is another shining example of it. Yeah, and I think that... Again, one of the many, many things that the MCU does right is that they know when to kind of go a different direction and they know when to kind of go stay in that same direction as the comic books. And the Vulture is a great example of that no one complained about the look of the Vulture. They knew they had to expand on the character. They made him way cooler. They updated him. And now I think Marvel needs to go in and make that from the homecoming costume into the new 616 costume at some point, or at least kind of adapt that. Now with Mysterio, they knew that this is a very, you know, this character is iconic and they need to keep him very authentic. And they did. And he looks incredible. I, I just, I, I love it. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor and I, I can't wait to see what he does with the character and everything. So I, I'm all about it, but, uh, I guess for me is where, where I just – I'll be honest right off the bat, Sean, that it makes me kind of nervous is the fact that Spider-Man is, is, is really adamant about going on vacation and they play off the whole idea of him ghosting Nick Fury for laughs, which again is funny. But it's so it's so obvious that they're trying to – you know, Peter is doing this. But I just I have a hard time at this point in, in, in my Spider-Man fandom – and again, for me – and knowing the character as much as I do and how much I love the character, it's hard for me to swallow that. Now, in the context of just a trailer, I want to make that very clear. Maybe in the film it's going to be different because he did he did just come back to, from life, to life from a five-year absence. I and mean, I think this is the most understandable time that you could have for Peter Parker to want a little bit of a break. And yes. it's also clear in the trailer that it's not like he immediately took a break. He's there right. stopping a crime – you know, giving the cops a bit of a hard time that he's doing their job for him and whatever, but then, you know, gives them their respect and then says, hey, I'm going on vacation or whatever. So mm -hmm. I don't have, you know, just like when he was going to leave the suit behind and then we found out in the international trailer that Aunt May packs the suit in his suitcase. But, like, I don't mind that Peter Parker was looking at 
uh, was going to take a, a little bit of a break. And I don't even mind the ghosting Nick Fury bit. Peter Parker doesn't know Nick Fury. So for, you know, it's not like Peter Parker That's has... That's a good point, yeah. You know, he doesn't know this guy yet. He, how could he be sure about Nick Fury and, and whatever else? Like, I understand Peter Parker being like, mm, I don't know if that's me. Um, I might still be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but I don't know if I'm ready to go be one of Nick Fury's spies. Like, that's not my, you know... Even Cap had his own reservations about working with Fury. Granted, he still did it, but I can understand. <laughs> I can understand why Peter Parker, maybe his reservations would be enough to be like, hmm, I'm not so sure about this. And of course... He's going through he's going through a very serious grieving process. Tony meant a lot to him, and mm-hmm. so we see that uh, impacting him emotionally in this trailer. So all of those things, I think, make sense to me. And obviously, it's not like Peter is going to refuse the call in this film. He might say, I want a little bit of a break, but ultimately when Nick Fury says, look, we need you, period, we don't. We can't get Thor. Captain Marvel's not available. Also, Peter Parker may be the first person to actually say the words Captain Marvel in a Marvel film. He's the first one to say in this trailer. Uh, So that's cool. But it's like there's nobody else around who can do this. You're here. You're capable. Uh, We want you to do it. And clearly, Peter answers the call. So for him to have a little bit of a period of feeling like he wants a break and having some reservations about it, I think it's totally understandable. It's not like Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be literally just Peter's European vacation and he's not going to be Spider-Man. European vacation. I like that. That's a deep cut. Um, no, if you if you know, you know, have you seen European vacation? I'm, yeah. assu- I'm assuming you have. Of course. Okay. I mean, but, I'm, yeah. I don't know if all of our audience has seen it. I'm guessing a lot of them have, and some probably haven't. Yeah. But it's well, 50, 50 maybe 40, 60. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like that. That actually makes me feel better, Sean, because that's a good point. Because he also doesn't know why Nick Fury is calling either. He can, right. for all, you know, he knows Nick Fury could be calling him, going, "Are you, you know, hey." I need you. Uh, are you interested in joining us? Like he doesn't know exactly why. Yeah. I didn't think of it like that. I'm going in because I know, obviously, he has a, a plan. You know, an idea of what he wants yeah. to do for him, or a plan, or or whatever, or mission. Excuse me. I'm trying yeah. To words. But not everybody but, loves Nick Fury. We've already kind of established that in the right, MCU, right. and 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 a lot of people are kind of intimidated by Fury. So I could totally get Peter Parker not just like immediately being like, "Oh, Nick Fury's calling. Cool. Let me get that." Yeah, and that's a great point. So I guess from that standpoint, that's not so bad. And I, I will say that you're right, that he does do the right thing in the end. It just feels, again, from the the old comic book purist of me, which, again, I'm not saying is the right thing to do, because if, if you look at Spider-Verse, the Peter, Peter B. Parker was totally, you know, not the same character that he, you know, that, he, right. that I grew up reading either. So. There, I want to make that very clear. I don't. It doesn't have to be verbatim. There's just certain things about Spider-Man that, again, that Peter B. Parker does. He tries to walk away, and he ends up he can't. He just he, he fights it, and then he goes in. You know, he goes to it eventually. I just don't know if a young Peter Parker would should be able to do that. But at the same time, what you when you explain it to like that, that's not so bad. So there is there is that aspect that I'm like, okay, that I was a little apprehensive of. I feel a little better now. The Iron Man angle that we we get in this, again for me, I, I don't mind, and then mm-hmm. that's going to be debated all about, about. A lot of people are going to be debating that and saying, "Why well, this is Iron Man Junior. and all this stuff," which is a very common occurrence. And for me, I've been very pro the relationship of Iron Man and Spider Man in the MCU. I think that this is a great. I, again, this is more of the reason why you do that because he does have. He obviously has the Uncle Ben. He's missing that. Like that's the that's the reason Spider Man exists in the first place. Iron Man is just an extension of that. That as being the further hero, superhero that he is. And I like the idea that they're planting seeds. That at least for me, I mean, I'm curious what you think, Sean. I think they're planting seeds that Spider Man may have a bigger role in the MCU than maybe we were anticipating. And maybe this is kind of where. Uh, the end game success and the far from home and homecoming success will come into play and in how Spider-Man's role in the MCU goes in the future with Sony. But to be honest, it feels like they're teasing that they're not just going to be teasing, you know, are you, you know, in the trailer itself, they say, are you, know, are you the next Iron Man? Are you, are you going to be Iron Man? Are you going to follow in his footsteps? I mean, obviously I'm paraphrasing, but there is, this, there's a sense to me that maybe Marvel is trying to explain that, here's maybe Spider-Man is in the MCU for, for the long haul. If they're saying things like the, you know, being the new Iron Man and there's a lot, my mind started going instantly into a lot of different directions that it made me go, okay, 
I can accept this. And maybe they're going to address the elephant in the room for a lot of Spider-Man fans as far as Iron Man, the whole Iron Man Jr. thing. Again, I don't prescribe to that notion, but to address that, I'm wondering if Marvel just may have, you know, they're teasing this idea that he is going to be the next Tony Stark because it kind of teased that in the comic books, right? There's that well, whole... I, yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love this whole, you know, next Iron Man angle. And I know some people are... I've seen some of the stuff of, well, why is it still about Iron Man and Peter's life? Well, it kind of has to be a little bit about Iron Man right now because Iron Man just died. And and so right. w- with how much he meant to Peter, it would not be... It would not be right for Peter to be unaffected by this, and it would not be right to even address the idea of, you know, who's going to take Iron Man's place. And I don't take this as literally as some people are taking it. I don't think the question in this film is whether Peter Parker is going to stop being Spider-Man and assume the identity of Iron Man. I think it's just, it's figurative, you know, it's metaphorical. Like, it's, is Peter going to take the place of Iron Man in terms of being the world's most popular superhero? Because I think... A lot of people mistake our own point of view of the MCU or their own point. You want an absolutely 100% literal translation of the comics, which you're never going to get on the big screen because uh, you have to do certain things to actually make sure a human being can wear it and that it will look good on screen. Uh, but you couldn't ask. This is as faithful of a comic book character design as I think we've seen. And obviously the MCU already has a good track record when it comes to that. And this is another shining example of it. Yeah, and I think that Again, one of the many, many things that the MCU does right is that they know when to kind of go a different direction and they know when to kind of go stay in that same direction as the comic book.